Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're talking Bears today on the Windy City Podcast. Nicholas Moreno from the Chicago Audible, who is a new partner in our fan-sided podcast network, is going to be with me today. Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson. History not kind to teams who overpay for quarterbacks who are in their 30s. Not even kind to teams who overpay for Jay Cutler right? How'd that work out? A couple of first round picks, Kyle Orton, another draft pick. Chicago was so incredibly excited and a 500 record later. We're still talking about Sid Luckman as the greatest quarterback in the history of the Chicago Bears. I'm not saying I don't want Russell Wilson. Don't misinterpret what I'm saying, but I am saying that that's a nice thing to do, a really nice thing to do, an exciting thing to do. We'll all go nuts. The Bears have Russell Wilson, but you still got to put a team around him. And Ryan Pace, Matt Nagy saving their jobs, or Pace in particular saving his job by overpaying for a quarterback, that just feels a little disgusting, right? He should have to win in addition to going out and getting the quarterback. And if they go and they trade for Russ and they go six and 10, I don't think pace keeps his job, but, and you have to move forward in life. You can't redo it. I get it. So the fact that they have to overpay to get a quarterback now because they blew the draft in 2017, that sucks, but you still have to move forward. Is this the best decision? I don't know. I really don't. If you were a great GM, you'd draft a quarterback at 20 and he'd be really good. But can they do that? And Andy Dalton, Ryan Fitzpatrick, none of that excites me. Could you pick off Sam Darnold for a lot less and develop him into something? That would be impressive. He's 23 years old. He was a consensus top five pick. I'd like that more than overpaying for Russell Wilson, who great quarterback, but 
has never been Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes. The Seahawks won their one Super Bowl. It wasn't because of him. They had a great defense. They had a great running game. He's very good. I get it. But I don't think you can look at Russell Wilson as someone who's going to put the Bears on his back and carry them to Super Bowl glory. So you're going to have to give up young talent. You're going to have to give up draft picks. How are you going to augment your roster? You're going to have to draft well in the later rounds, which is something that Pace has done well. We'll talk about this with Nicholas Moreno in a second. All right, that was my long-winded or short-winded, depending on your perspective, viewpoint on the Russell Wilson deal. Gardner Mincher, where are you, my friend? 37 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. Hey, quick NCAA tournament thought. Illinois has got a chance to do this. They absolutely do. And tough, tough, tough start to the tournament for Loyola, having to pay, uh, play Georgia Tech ACC ch- uh, tournament champion as a 8-9 game. And then, oh, yeah, you get Illinois. But let's just hope it happens. That's awesome. We don't get a lot of college basketball excitement in this city, in this state. So Illinois versus Loyola, people are going to be paying attention, if nothing else. So it kind of sucks for Loyola that you got to play Illinois, but it's kind of awesome. What happens if you win? How sweet is that for Porter Moser? And if you're a Loyola kid who's looked up at the Illini, don't you want this opportunity? I think it's incredible for the Ramblers. And game's going to be an indie. I guess that doesn't really matter because we're not going, but I love it. I absolutely love it. I hope it happens. Before we get to Nicholas Moreno, just a reminder, the Windy City Podcast, as always, is brought to you by Manscaped for the best in below-the-waist grooming. That's right. Manscaped is your home. Go to manscaped.com. Put in the promo code FANSIDED20 and you get 20% off the Lawnmower 3.0 kit. That's right. You will have the ability to take care of what you need to take care of in the shower. It'll be the smoothest, nick free. Lights on there, too, if you need to get a real little extra viewpoint of what's going on. I don't really know why you need, but hey, they go the full distance here. You get the boxers to go with it. Everything you need is in the Lawnmower 3.0 kit. And yes, 20% off, free shipping. You will not regret going in on the investment. And uh, yes, everybody around you, your closest, most relevant relationships will be really thrilled that you have taken your game to the next level. Now, without further ado, the Windy City Podcast with Nicholas Moreno today from the Chicago Audible Podcast starts right now. Showtime. Looks like man coverage, too. Wilson retreating, and he's going to throw deep downfield, and it is Lockett for the touchdown. Again, it's Lockett, and that time over Patrick Peterson. (laughs) He is so good. Throwing these deep balls. The moon ball. The moon ball came out of orbit on that one and just drops in the bucket. So, Nick, should they trade for Russell Wilson? What do you think? (laughs) That's a a no-brainer there, Mark. I think absolutely. You do do whatever you can to try and get a guy like that. The Bears have obviously – 
never had a franchise quarterback or a quarterback of that caliber. But if if the cards play itself out right and you can get a guy like Russell Wilson, I, I think it's a no-brainer. So, all right, let me throw a little caution to the wind here. Let's just – do you agree that Russell Wilson is not a quarterback – He's. He, I'm not trying to take anything away from him. I've said that already five times on this podcast. But do you agree that he's not Aaron Rodgers? He's not Patrick Mahomes. He's not Dan Marino in the 80s. He's not Joe Montana, whoever you want to name. He's a very good quarterback, but he's not a quarterback that, hey, put our franchise on your back and take us to the Super Bowl. So the guys that you mentioned, maybe he's not that caliber, but he's still a guy that if you you want the ball in his hands, fourth quarter, down, whatever – how many points you you want Russell Wilson to be that guy. So yes, maybe he's not a, a Patrick Mahomes or, you know, an Aaron Rodgers, some of the best we've ever seen, but he is still a quarterback. You can easily win with the bears would love to have, and he makes your football team better. So maybe he's not to that level, but he's still one of what a top five quarterback in the league right now. And I just think with what the Seahawks, what they like to do, it's not – they don't want to let him be that guy. They would rather run the ball, play good defense, right? But and that's where his whole frustration with, with the Seahawks and Russell Wilson kind of comes from. So I, I would think he's still somebody that if you have an opportunity to go get, you make it happen. So is there anything you wouldn't pay? We want three first-round draft picks, a second-round draft pick, Darnell Mooney and Roquan. You doing it? I'm doing it. I'm doing it, Mark. And the thing is, the Bears have tried to win without a franchise quarterback. And you see what they've done, which is basically nothing since since 85, right? So they tried to establish a good defense and have everything else in place but the franchise guy. And I know you're giving up a lot of assets to finally acquire the guy, and the team is not good around him. But I would rather try to win that way with a franchise quarterback, with a, you know what, now a depleted team a little bit, and then see where he can take you as opposed to let's see what our defense can carry the team. We saw that happen in 2018. They had the best defense in the NFL. They Obviously, Cody Parkey doesn't help him with a double doink, but you didn't have that high echelon quarterback play. The Bears are out wild card round. I would love to see what this Bears team could do if they had a franchise quarterback, a known commodity too. And Russell Wilson. This isn't like when the Bears traded for Jay Cutler, who had one Pro Bowl season, and you're hoping that he can develop and be, you know, the guy. You know who Russell Wilson is. You know that he's he's a proven winner. He's already had a Super Bowl. He's already, you know, every single year the Seahawks are contending, and they they should be because they have Russell Wilson. They have pieces in place. But I would rather, for once, see the Bears try to go that direction to make a playoff run with a franchise guy. And, yeah, you're giving up a lot to get him. But I think that's a option the Bears should be willing to take. $32 million he'll cost against the cap this year, $37 million next year, $40 million the year after that, which is the going rate. I get it for quarterbacks, elite quarterbacks. He's a borderline cheap at this point. I, I Cheap's a little bit over the top. But it's, it's he's, you're certainly not overpaying for a guy with his resume. He's 32 years old, Nick. Not everybody can beat Tom Brady. Listen, I would, in my ideal scenario, 
somehow, some way, you have a GM who's really smart, and you draft a quarterback at number twenty who turns out to be a really good quarterback, and you have him on a a team friendly deal, and you add around him. That's to me that would you agree that would be the ideal scenario if you could pull it off. Mark, as I was preparing for the show, that is the ideal scenario that I had with the Bears, what they could possibly do, because really how many ideal scenarios are there for the Bears with the situation that they have. But if you can have a quarterback fall into your lap at number 20, and I have to move up and waste draft capital, let's just put out a name like Mac Jones, for, for instance, if he falls to that. And then you could draft a tackle with that second-round pick. Like that's how you can – Maybe for, for Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy, you know, save them some time because they have a young guy like, hey, tell it to George McCaskey. Like, we have, a, we have a guy here. We're developing him. You could save yourself some time, but also you could, you could wait and see a kind of approach with, with a young quarterback there. But that's the ideal scenario. You don't have to give up picks. You can also just build around a young quarterback. Like, like I said, like a Mac Jones, maybe you go get – a, a Liam Eikenberg in the second round who, who does play left tackle, but, you know, Daniel Jeremiah says he views him as a capable starter at right tackle. You're starting to build some pieces here without having to give up the farm to go get a, a quarterback. But that would be ideal. I think that would be the most enticing for Bears fans maybe. Look, if you say you're going in as the starter with Nick Foles, I, I don't know anybody that's going to be jumping for joy with, with that kind of scenario. But if you maybe tag him with, a young quarterback and you still didn't have to give up draft capital, then yeah, now it sounds like a a scenario that you can at least work with. You can live with, and you have to wait to see how it plays out. It's like if you bought Bitcoin at 3000, you're feeling great. Now, do you go in when it's sitting there at fifty five? Like that's and and it's it's just you're you're late, man. It sucks to be late, and it sucks that they got the twenty seventeen draft wrong. And I then and yes, they have to move forward and make the best decision they possibly can. The Ryan Pace Matt Nagy part of it. The, if those guys have any level of integrity, and I want to save my job at all costs at all times too, but you have to do what's best for the franchise, and that's what's a that's why. It's just a very odd position because those guys know they're under fire, and so you're you you're gonna have to win football games this year. What's the best way to do that? Is it the best thing for the franchise? Those things are probably not necessarily at least aligned. Maybe they are, but I think you kind of got to twist yourself around to get to that point. If it if it let's just say for argument's sake, Nick, that the Seahawks are like you know what we're not doing it. We're we're keeping Russ. We're gonna get along. Pete Carroll and 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 the quarterback are gonna come to some reckoning where they realize that you know we're better together. What's Plan B if if it's not the draft? If it's not the draft, then maybe you're looking at a guy like Sam Darnold. And uh, again, with his scenario that he was with with the Jets for the past three years, obviously I think there's more to him, but that's a lot to put on the table for. What's supposed to be a must-win, you got to save everyone's jobs, you're putting it on, on Sam Darnold's shoulders. So that may be an option for them, just looking at some of these free agent quarterbacks, Mark. Like that's, that's where like this re- realistic options come in. If you can't get Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, what are you going to bring in a guy, let's say for, like a Ryan Fitzpatrick, a Tyrod Taylor, uh, even what, a, an aging Alex Smith just because of the connection there with Matt Nagy? I don't think so. So the most – likely of of the those 
guys that I named would probably be a Sam Darnold and does a with Allen Robinson not wanting to sign that franchise tag, which we all knew he wouldn't. Do, do you put in a trade that involves him to, to somehow acquire Sam Darnold and get some picks back as well? There's not many good options that could <laughs> elevate this football team at this point in time. So I still think if, you know, you can't get Russell Wilson, you can't get Deshaun Watson. I go through the draft, but if they're not doing that either, and, and Sam Darnold's the guy, I, I guess you just, you're settling at that point. You have to settle for a guy like that if, you know, the Jets do move on from him and want to get Zach Wilson with the number two overall pick. But it's just not an advantageous situation to be. They're desperate. Everyone knows they're desperate for a quarterback. There's just not those type of guys, and especially in free agency, that can really elevate this football team and get better quarterback play, even from last year where it was just so inconsistent with Nick Foles and Mitchell Trubisky. Nick, what if I told you that there's this guy out here and he's on a rookie contract, and for whatever reason, his team is not completely in love with him. But in two seasons in the NFL, he's thrown 37 touchdown passes, only 11 interceptions, and the talent around him ain't that great. And you could probably get him for very little. Would you be interested in that guy? It does sound a little enticing there, Mark. Who who do you got in mind right now? I've got Gardner Minshew in mind, my friend. Why the Bears were one of a couple of teams to actually meet with Gardner. And, yeah, he, and for people who don't know Gardner, he's not 6'4". He's closer to 6 feet. He's not going to run like Russell Wilson or any mobile quarterback would. But he's very accurate. He's cheap. And his numbers on Jacksonville are overly impressive. And he just is getting no love. And he's, by the way, he's a guy who's like gone across the country in an RV, lives with roommates. Like he would be very popular here if people got to know Gardner. So that's my dream. If if you can't get Deshaun Watson and or Russell Wilson list, I like Gardner and I like him. I, I like him a lot, actually. You know, you would definitely see if fans are allowed at Soldier Field, people sporting, you know, the fake mustaches, like everywhere. That would definitely be a thing if Gardner Minshew were to come to Chicago. It is interesting. Uh, I think the money does help. It's just, I mean, wasn't he just benched for Nick Foles, too? I mean, this is like, it all comes into some kind of uh, commonplace here, but... He 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 had he got benched at the end of this year with Jacksonville. That's fine. He also I mean look, but Nick got hurt. He's this dude stepped in as a sixth round draft pick. He goes twenty two or twenty five in his first game as a starter. He becomes a hit in Jack. Like you tr- I'm, look, I'm not saying he's. Uh, you know, this this is not uh, the next great quarterback in the NFL, but he could be the next great serviceable quarterback in the NFL if that makes sense. No, that, that makes complete sense. And that goes back to what I was saying with the options are not the best. And if this is what you have to do to get some leeway, then maybe that you could definitely go that direction. Um, I just, I think in the, just thinking in the bears minds, how they're kind of approaching this. If this is the guy that they think can elevate the team, you could build around him. You wouldn't have to waste draft capital to, to get a, a guy like Minshew then maybe you get that right tackle. You can add a receiver in the draft, and we'll see what they can do with the limited 
cap space they have in in free agency here, but it's it's an I I would think it's an option for the Bears. I, I think everything should be an option for the Bears, just considering what they need to do at quarterback because Nick Foles is the only guy that they currently have under contract, so they have to at least consider it. I don't know if it's gonna be. It's not gonna be like the the obviously the excitement for one of the other guys that we mentioned, but serviceable. And we know all about having maybe sometimes <laughs> serviceable quarterbacks in Chicago, if if that. Yeah. Well. Look, you you you're in this situation. I I still think and you and you take swings and you draft quarterbacks. I, in in my Minshew plan, you draft a quarterback at twenty. You have the two of them compete somehow, some way. You get rid of Nick Foles and just and and move on from there. That's what that's what I would do. But uh, it, assuming that you're not going to get Watson and or Wilson, which still seems a little bit like a pipe dream right now. But maybe if the Bears are just that desperate, Seattle will be like, you know what? We're probably not getting over the top right now. Let's have a reset and let's just let's just let's just take advantage of this desperate Bears uh, front office who's trying to make right and and we'll build this up a lot quicker uh, than people think we'll do. I I I think it is absolutely on the table. But moving just off the quarterback for one second here, Nick. What do you think is going to happen with a Rob? Yeah, well, like I said, I don't think he's going to sign that tag, and he shouldn't. Um, he knows he deserves more, but they have until June to negotiate something but look just what i think he he's thinking of himself as being a top wide receiver in the league and if the bears find that suitor and that like a sam darnold situation where you could trade him get draft capital back man you know the bears want him absolutely want him but the obviously robinson and the bears did not come to an agreement where the money is right Ultimately, though, I, I think we do still see him in a Bears uniform in 2021. I, I, the Bears, I think, know without him, are you relying on Darnell Mooney to be a number one? You cannot rely on Anthony Miller. There, there's just no, I think, known commodities outside of an A-Rob right now. And Darnell Mooney is an ascending player after his first season, but, man, you're just creating another hole on your roster. And there's so many of them at this point in time if you can't figure out a way to, to make this work with Allen Robinson. So I do think that they, they figure it out by, by the time June hits and something ends up happening to where both sides can agree, like, hey, this is, this is the right number. Because I, the Bears, I think, just know without him on that, that, that offense, it's, it, it didn't look pretty last year, Mark. I mean, I can't even imagine what it would look like without Allen Robinson. Yeah. Uh, look, business is business. I get it, but they're taking advantage of Allen Robinson, and I, I'm not going to cry for a guy who's going to get a, you know, more money than 99.9 percent of us are going to see in a lifetime. However, the dude earned it. He got to the most exclusive country club on the planet, and then he and he excelled. So A. Rob deserves to get paid. We all know this, and we also know how business works. Uh, I do think they'll eventually come to some level of contract that that hopefully uh, you know makes a whole lot of sense for both the Bears and Robinson, I guess. But it's just it's kind of painful just to watch this whole thing because this guy has been perfect, and if he had a quarterback around him, he'd be incredible in theory. And I, th- I think we all absolutely believe he would just put up enormous numbers if that guy was playing on the green bay packers oh my god um okay <laughs> tell tell me about uh, your journey to the chicago audible nick yeah so and at the university of iowa as, as you know mark well 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 know about the the hawkeyes there i started my own blog and i got 
you know, just was doing recap videos of, of the Bears and finally got uh, noticed by the Chicago Audible. So went there, just started writing, doing recap videos, recording podcasts. And now this is year five that I've been with them. And we've been able to cover the, the NFL scouting combine as credential media. I was just at the, the senior bowl earlier this year, but it's just been uh, something that I, you know, kind of stumbled upon because I was doing my own thing. wanted to get into journalism uh, just at, at the university of Iowa. And then they found me and it's been, it's been amazing. I've had a lot of opportunities from it, uh, you know, talking to you right now because of it. And I just think that it's been an awesome opportunity for me to grow as a aspiring sports journalist, but it all started just because I was in my dorm room. I had to kick my roommate out like, Hey, I have to do this recap video. It's going to take me forever because I've never done this before. And now we're here. So it's been an awesome little journey. See, that's just, isn't that uplifting to Windy City podcast fans? I mean, little dorm room action, University of Iowa ordering Gumby's Pizza. By the way, I was in Iowa. Oh, yeah. I was an elite delivery driver for Gumby's back in the nineties. <laughs> not, not to date myself. Um, so that's that's super cool. I love it. Dream gig for you, Nick. Ten years out. What are you doing? I've always said, and I've said this to all my friends, and you know, even on the Chicago Audible podcast. But I would love to cover the Bears. Um, I know is is uh, you know complex and you know just head scratches that team could be it would be it would be an awesome just dream job to be able to be the beat reporter that someone can just come to whether it's a reader a writer you know whatever someone can look to me for that information on the bears that's that's ultimately what i want to do because that would just be something i've been working towards my for a good majority of my life now so being a beat reporter for the bears but honestly covering an nfl team would be just an amazing uh, ultimate goal of mine. But all, when when it's all said and done, if I can be a beat reporter for the Chicago Bears, that's that's what I want to do. Favorite Bear of all time has to be Devin Hester. That's uh, my uncle got me into football around that time, and just seeing Devin Hester every like when every punt you got you stood up. You just didn't know what he was or kickoff return as well. Like. That was a point where maybe it wasn't as exciting as the rest of the game, but when Devin Hester had an opportunity to return a kick, return a punt, I stood up. I had, I almost had chills almost every single time he got the ball just because you never knew what he was going to do with it. So easily it's Devin Hester. I actually went to one of his football camps when I was younger, and I just couldn't have – I didn't have the courage to go up to him. It's like, that's a celebrity. That's my favorite player of all time. No way I can go, like, even wave them or say hi, but I was there, and he's just been um, – he was he was a huge influence in my life, too, just getting into football as well. Um, every single time I was in the hallway, just, you know, like, juking out people, and they're like, what are you doing, Nick? And I'm like, <laughs> you know, just kind of – you know, just being like Devin Hester. So, easily it's Devin Hester for me. So, you're definitely on the Devin Hester belongs in that damn Hall of Fame. Oh yeah, absolutely. I know it's an uphill climb too, just because special teamers just they just don't get in. But I am all for it. I'll be the front runner of that campaign if I have to. But he he's deserving. He changed the game at that position. So there's definitely a spot in Canton for him. Where did you juke these people in the hallway? So I went to I went to Abbott Middle School, and that's where I was um, doing 
my makeshift moves in the hallway. And, you know, I tried doing it on the football field. It didn't quite work out the same. But, you know, in the hallway, the, people couldn't touch me. Uh, hey, listen, I, I if there's video, anybody listening out at Abbott of uh, – <laughs> Of, of Nick making moves. I, 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 I respect it, brother. That's, that's a good way to get through your school day. Uh, well, you guys are killing it, man. And it's, uh, we're, I, I know that, uh, everyone's super psyched to have you part of the fan sided family. Uh, as far as the podcast network is concerned with the Chicago audible and a uh, big things to come as, uh, hopefully you're talking about a lot of bears wins here down the line. Although I am, like everybody else, I think incredibly skeptical that that is actually going to happen. Give me, give me out, outside of anything that we talked about today between the quarterback and A-Rob, number one offseason wish for you that has not been mentioned so far. I think when we're looking at this free agency period and what could possibly happen, the Bears still are looking to you know cut people at this point. And I'm just looking at the guys that they currently have and what could possibly be done. I would like to see the Bears find a way to retain Kyle Fuller. Obviously, he's still under contract, but the Bears would save about $11 million in cap space if they were to cut him. And I think what's right for the Bears is you keep a guy like that. Just because when you look at the depth at that position at cornerback, it's not very good. Would you have a Kendall Vildor be that backup and knowing that Jalen Johnson has had already, uh, you know, a shoulder injury that he sustained in the, the Texans game last year and has had some surgeries with, with at Utah, you want to find a way to keep him. And I know it, there's pro- I think there's just going to be some tough moves that are made, and it's probably going to come, come down to maybe like a Kyle Fuller and Akeem Hicks, to be completely honest. And the Bears had to make a move to, to keep one of those guys. It's probably – I would root for a Kyle Fuller to be back. He just plays, I think, more of a prime position, being a little bit younger as well. So that's a move that I look at at this point where it has obviously nothing's been said and it's just been maybe rumors at this point, but I would like to see Kyle Fuller in a, in a Bears uniform this season, hopefully longer than that. Yeah, he certainly has, has earned the right to continue his Bears career, but it's a real tough position. Like, at what point – do veterans start to fall off the cliff? And uh, we've seen a little bit of signs from that from Kyle. Just to, you know, it's not exactly jumping off the page, but I, I think there have been some hints to that. But it also, like this guy's got plenty of juice left in the tank. Same thing with Akeem. Like I think it's fair to say that his best days are behind him. But can he still be a very effective player for a couple more years? The answer to that probably is yes, but he's had a lot, you know, we're talking about some injuries piling up there. So a lot of tough decisions as per always. Hey, Nick, you're awesome, man. Good to have you on. Looking forward to uh, everything you guys are going to do and uh, and listening to the Chicago Audible, damn it. And this website's awesome, so people should check it out. Uh, you guys do a lot of great work both uh, in, in the podcast and in the written form, so it's all, it's all sweet. Video, too, so the, the full one-stop shop, if you will. So congrats on all of it. Thank you so much, Mark. Thank you for having me. It was great talking some Bears football with you. After one particularly dispiriting loss this season, a season ticket holder sent me an email that read, fire somebody. Both Ryan and Matt were instrumental in holding the team together. This program was recorded on tape for a live audience. We believe that Ryan and Matt are excellent leaders. 
They have each had successes and failures, but the path to winning is rarely linear. And we feel that the strong ability of Ryan and Matt to work together to build a shared vision of success is the fastest way towards building a consistently winning organization. Adam Hogue. But Ted, you just said that you feel like you guys have the exact right football culture that all teams strive for. A lot of people would respond to that and say it's not necessarily a winning culture yet. So can you just explain why you feel like you have the culture that all football teams strive for? Here, have a quarter make a phone call. Get your mouth shut. Get your mouth shut, jerk. Many teams, when you lose six games in a row, will fall and they will finger point, as George pointed out, and they won't recover from that. We did. I wasn't trying to be funny with a guy because if I would have got a hold of him, I wouldn't have been funny with him. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.